Welcome to the Daily War Podcast. My name is Brian Whalen, alongside Bill Brundage. Hey, Bill. How's it going? We are missing our our, our third sidekick, Kelly Robinson, who is uh, across the pond, no? Is he in the... Yeah, he's, yeah. Over, uh, he's over in England right now celebrating the life of a good friend. Yeah, so Bill and I are here. Today, we are real-life people sharing real-world stories, our stories. Um, we're committed to leveling up our lives in all areas, physical health, mental health, in our personal relationships, and in our careers. And we do this through challenge-based lifestyle built on intention, hard work, and accountability. And today is an interesting day. Today is Monday, February 4th. And as we say um, in, in this group that we're in, there are no coincidences. And today marks uh, a significant anniversary in my life. And I touched on this a little bit in last week's podcast, but today is uh, the six-year anniversary of the day that I that I finally began to um, be honest with my wife. You know, a little bit of my background. I was, I was first married when I was 20 years old. I was in Phoenix and uh, was going to... Uh, uh, non-denominational Bible church in Scottsdale met uh, who would become my wife in our college group that got married my junior year of college spring break wow yeah that's <laughs> quite a way to spend a spring break um, and then we moved out to California after college and um, ended up uh, had our daughter uh, in 2005 and then separated uh, late 2007 and so for me, I never really had, uh, I never sowed my oats, quote unquote, you know. And during that time, there was definitely uh, a part of me that wanted to, to drink the cup that the world had to offer. And so I was definitely, you know, I got on Match.com. I started dating a lot. I started, um, you know, going out with friends a lot. Um, definitely became just more of the world. The trappings of the world were, were enticing and I was fully uh, wanting to embrace that. Had grown up, um, you know, in a, in a religious home, uh, you know, kind of started a Catholic, but then kind of moved into Christianity. And when I was at the Bible church, definitely started um, taking my religion, my, my relationship with God more seriously. So that was still important to me. Yet here I am, uh, probably uh, mid-30s, and I am uh, I'm definitely living two lives. Uh, I'm living a life that a church-going guy on Sunday morning, but during the week, I'm, uh, I'm dating, I'm drinking, I'm having relationships with women. And um, that was definitely becoming a, a significant part of my life. And then in that process, I meet Nina. And uh, I was just blown away. We met, uh, actually, this last month, our January 9th was our 10-year day. I met you wow. anniversary, January 9th, 2009. There's a whole story behind, behind that first meeting. But... Um, so I meet, I meet Nina and we go, uh, you know, I just fall head over heels and we start dating. Uh, our first date was on January 19th and then we were, we just began dating from then on. But there were definitely, you know, ups and downs. Uh, I came from a relationship where I felt controlled and so I didn't want anybody to tell me what to do. So I had that going on. I'm now, you know, in this space where I'm, you know, living, living the, the worldly life and so... Uh, I'm enjoying that, and I'm I'm not wanting anything to, to hinder that. And so, there was just there were times in our relationship where we would be um, disconnected. We would be, you know, 
virtually breaking up, or maybe we, we did break up twice. And at the time, I didn't know how to handle all the, all the emotion that came with that. And so I would seek affirmation and, and comfort in, in either alcohol or, or, or women to just kind of numb and to mask and to not have to deal with, with all those feelings. And then, um, and then Nina and I uh, become pregnant with our son, Reese. And uh, so we decided to move in together and, and, have, and have Reese, and he's been amazing. And, but even in this, I'm still... I'm still uh, not in a healthy place mentally. Um, fast forward, I'm at a sales meeting. Oh, I've, I've been introduced now to pornography. I, I was never really into pornography in my first marriage. It just wasn't something that was in my sphere of influence, but it, I was introduced to that during this time, and that became a daily thing for me. And so all of this is going on while I'm going to church. I'm in a committed relationship now uh, with Nina. We have a son. And something, something it's, it's just obviously blatantly misaligned with what I want and what my actions are. And it got to a point, I, I finally had the sense to marry Nina. We weren't even married uh, for, for a while. I finally got the sense to, to, to marry Nina. And we go through this process with our pastor at the time who was um, essentially, you know, wanted to get to know us a little bit, a little bit more intimately than just being churchgoers. So we spent some time together, weekly time together. I spent some time with, with the pastor and, and Nina with his wife. And uh, in this process, I, I came to a point where I, I, I told him that I, you know, I didn't, I didn't let him under the whole umbrella, you know, <laughs> behind the curtain. But I, I shared a little bit about some of the things I was doing. And, and he said to some of them, that's something that you need to share with Nina. And that just crushed me. I just did not want to have that conversation. And he didn't give me a date. He just said, you know, that's something that, that you should share with Nina. And that was it. And we sat in that for six months. We kept meeting. And then for me, I was on this path where I just felt stuck. Um, stuck with God. Stuck in my relationship with Nina. Stuck in my career. And I, and I meet with, with this pastor at a Starbucks. And he said, hey, I think it might have something to do with this confession that you need to make. Why don't we put a date out there and, and just kind of work towards that? And I said, you know what, you're right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do it tonight. I don't, I don't want to wait anymore. I knew, I knew that was what it was. And so that night we put Reese to bed. And I sat down for what was um, probably one of the hardest conversations I've ever had in my life. Um, and even in that, Bill, the story I told myself was that she can't handle everything. So just tell her. Tell her something that will kind of turn the light on a little bit, but something that we can deal with and get through. And so that's what I did. We put, we put my son to bed, and I said, honey, i got to tell you something. And we sat down, and I told her some of the things that had gone on while we were dating. And she was crushed. She was heartbroken. I mean, I... Yeah, I don't, I don't know how else to, ex- to describe it other than I was... I felt like I was literally ripping her heart out as I'm telling her these things. And I was a bit taken aback. I mean, this was supposed to be some of the stuff that was that we could deal with, that we could get through. Um, she took off for a while. Uh, she had some uh, a friend, a couple friend of ours who are very close, still very close and dear to us. Uh, she talked to the wife, I talked to the husband, and they kind of helped us through that. The next day, she wanted me to leave. 
which I did. And uh, the next few days, um, fast forward to, to Thursday, February 7th, this is the first time now I'm sitting with Nina, with our pastor in, this, in, his, ho- in his home. And um, I don't know where this came from other than, other than, other than God telling me that. And, and it just came out in this space that, that I am a sex addict. And I didn't even know what that meant. I, I, I had no concept or understanding of what that looked like or what that means, but it just came out. And that started a, a discovery for me that, um, that really led, led me down a path to understanding what was happening with me, um, what I was doing, why I was doing it. Uh, the next week, I uh, made, a, made the decision to, to come clean with everything, not just what I thought was. So I, I unfortunately, instead of having this conversation once, I chose because of what I was telling myself, these agreements that I was making that she couldn't handle it or whatever. Um, I had to do this conversation twice. So she even said, I think there's more. And I said, no. And, and then I finally got to a point about a week later where you're right. I need to, I need to meet with you again. And so I had to have this conversation a second time. My bags were packed uh, when I got there. At this point, I'm not in my home. So I, I tell her everything, all, all the things I had done. Um, and there were things that she believed that I said no. I mean, all the stuff. It's just the whole house of cards came down. And uh, so I grabbed my suitcase that was already packed. Uh, left at the time uh by the way we were pregnant with our our second son my third third child um she asked me to go seek help like some professional help which i did i found a a program a two-week program in la and uh ended up going there during that time she went back to the midwest where she's from to stay with her 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 family I wasn't sure if she was coming back. I mean, I just knew at that point, Bill, I was just, I needed, I needed to get some clarity on what's going on here. And I found that. I found that through a 12-step program. I found that through accountability with, with some men, one guy that I still talk to every day. And, and, and little by little, by being blatantly honest, r- rigorously honest, that was, that was key number one. That there is nothing, even to this day, there is nothing that my wife doesn't know about the things I do, uh, anything. I mean, she's got access to all of my devices, obviously. But if there is something that I'm not telling my wife or that I am omitting, that is a seed that will grow into a devastating tree if I don't take care of it. And so um, I committed to being completely honest with her. Uh, You know, it was two steps forward, one step back a lot. There were nights I had to, you know, eventually she, you know, she was in uh, the Midwest she wanted to have a, cert, a home birth. She wanted to do a home birth, and they, she really couldn't find a place to support that. So fortunately, she came back to California. She allowed me to be a part of that process. We had a beautiful home birth with our or with our son, and in that process, I got to I got to be a servant, and I got to be, uh, just a, a, you know, in a place of submission, in a place of whatever it is you need, I'll do. And through that, little by little. Um, we, we got back together. I was back in the house about almost a year, uh, probably a little less than a year, and, um, and then we've been moving forward ever since. And the reason I bring this up today is for two reasons. One, because of the sixth year anniversary. 
But two, it, it's always progress, not perfection. And we've set up some rules in place uh, for how we're going to be in relationship going forward. And a lot of that has to do around alcohol because alcohol was a big contributor to poor decisions that I made. So I stopped drinking for uh, about two and a half years um, after, uh, after confessing all of that. And so we, and, and we only decided to drink again on our anniversary where it was a mutual thing that we decided. And now we're in a place where uh, I don't drink on business trips. And if I do, I, I ask permission. I, I call Nina and say, hey, I, it's, this is the situation. These are the people that are gonna be there. And I'd like to have you know one one or two beers, and we have that discussion. And if and I, I'm honest with who's there, I'm honest with everything I say, and uh, and and you know that's that's the right that I've given up. That Nina has the has the the veto right on that if she's not comfortable with it. And I do that to build trust. And and this last week, um, I was in uh, Florida for a national sales meeting. This, uh, we've talked about this a little bit, but there's a new, uh, our company just recently announced that they're being acquired. And I've been in part of this process and, and, and knew this was coming. And so they've had this, uh, this global sales meeting planned in Florida. And so here I am, it's me leading, uh, there's about four, four or five people from, from our company going out to meet with, uh, you know, probably about 60, 70 of their company. And, um, and everybody's kind of, on edge. I mean, we just got acquired, you know, as a salesman, you're not sure what's going to happen if there's a spot for you, that kind of thing. And so there's a lot of gamesmanship going on. You know, you want to present well, all this kind of stuff. You want, and you want the people to like you. And so I'm going out here and I, and I, and I tell myself, if I, if I ask Nina permission, she, she might say, she might say no. And I don't want to look bad in front of these people. I don't want to look like I'm a guy that doesn't like to have a good time. And so I had these stories, these agreements that were, that were going on in my head about this situation that became more important than building trust with my wife. I had put looking good in front of these people. I had put, uh, you know, having fun in front of, in front of me. All of this stuff was going on in my head that led me down a path to make agreements that, yes, yeah, it's okay to do this without asking. It's okay to whatever it was. And fortunately, it was a successful sales meeting. I did tell Nina that I drank. That caused a huge riff, which we're dealing with now. Uh, trust was lost. There, there are a few instances like this where I really have a chance to push that ball forward in terms of building trust with my wife. And I totally blew it last week. And I come here today, you know, this, is, this podcast is all about real life people telling real world stories. And this is my story of how last week I fucked up. And we talk about fucked up, fired up. Fucked up, up fired up. That's part of what we do every week is, is look back on the week and where do we mess up and what are, we, what are we excited about and what's our insight from all this. And I come on here in full transparency saying I fucked up big time last week. And it all, it, it all came from this, this posturing that I fight against, this ego that I fight against, that I need to look a certain way I need to do these things. I need to be these things. And, and, and the bottom line at the end of the day, if it's not consistent with who I say I want to be, with the, the legacy I want to leave behind, then all of that is bullshit that doesn't serve me. And in fact, we've, we just talked about this a little bit ago, that we talk about the voice, um, that we listen to the voice. Well, for me, there's, there's the voice of God that tells me and is for me, 
and tries to, to heal me and grow me and, and, and prosper me. And then there's the voice of the enemy that wants me to isolate, that wants me uh, to fail, that tells me lies. And he tells them in, in, in such a, a beautiful, attractive way that, that I believe him at times. And that's what happened last week. And so I'm just grateful. I'm grateful that you're here because I, I, I know uh, a little bit about your story. I know I'm in a safe place here. And, um, and I share this on this podcast because I know there are other men in the same place that I am. And, you know, if I don't, if I don't do this today uh, on, on the sixth year anniversary of my confession, and, and, and I celebrate that now, I mean, you ask, you ask Nina, she'll, she'll say the same thing. We, we see that event as a blessing, as hard as that is to believe. That event was a blessing because it woke me up and it even woke her up. There were things in her life that, that God used this circumstance to, to grow and to prosper and to ma- and mature her. Uh, we, can, we can say that today, six years later. But yet last week, I'm still doing things that could have that burnt all that to the ground. Really. I mean, if circumstances had been just a little bit different in Florida, terrible things could have happened. And that's just not something that I'm okay with. And I need to make that right with Nina. We've already talked a, a little bit about it. There has to be a shift. If what I say I want and what I'm doing are misaligned, then disaster is forthcoming. That's just, that's just how it works. Um, well, first, there, um, I mean, the fact that I'm able to sit here and share in this moment with you um, is an honor. And and no and I I can't imagine what you just shared was easy to not only relive but rehash but also potentially share with the entire world, and you know again I'm I'm honored to be here in that moment with you or in this moment with you, but I hope you're able to see how far you've come, the stories that you used to tell yourselves, the lies that you used to hide behind, to now here you are six years later announcing this and proclaiming this to the entire world because there are other people hurting out there. Your wife is hurting. You know, there, there are men in the in similar spots that through your vulnerability, you are, you are offering, you're offering, you're giving somebody else the opportunity to do that. And again, I just hope I, I appreciate the gift that you've given me and just being here and sharing this with you and to all those other people out there that are, feeling the same pain or if they're not feeling this pain that they're they're right at the cusp of going down this road and hearing your your story might be able to make a different decision and might be able to use your vulnerability and and build off that thank you i appreciate that um it's it's definitely um uh, i just i've never I, i feel vulnerable i mean that's just that's just what i feel naked right now but um i i know that 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 God, the universe, will use this for good. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm choosing to look away from any negative repercussions mm-hmm. that could come from this and believing that, that if, if, if this helps somebody's relationship, if this helps them, then that's, that's, that's worth it for me. And so it does, um, you know, people have said this initially that, man, you, that takes a lot of courage, you know. And I, and I didn't believe that for the longest time. I thought I was a piece of shit and I don't deserve that nice saying and but then I thought about it you know and a lot of guys a lot of guys in this situation get caught 
they something happens phone yeah. email um and i didn't i didn't get caught i chose uh, i made a choice to even though it was it was half-ass at the time i i didn't i didn't come full clean fully i had to do that twice unfortunately but the but the point was i i i wanted it to be different i didn't what what was happening wasn't working um i knew that and i wanted to get aligned again to what i want in life and and what this woman deserved and so i i see that now as that was courageous i tell my boys you know courage is is isn't the absence of fear it's it's doing something while you're scared to do it and like i said i i've, I've never been more scared to have that conversation um i was scared to have this conversation um but again i, I just believe that it will be it will be returned to me in, in in a positive way so thank you and there's there's one more thing that i wanted that i just that stuck with me um we're talking about stories and the lies that we tell right and one thing that you just mentioned that you felt like a piece of shit, you, you were telling yourself that you were a piece of shit. So I think what's important for not only you, but other people out there that are in this spot or, or coming up on this spot, that that is a story that we tell ourselves too. Yeah. And when we tell ourselves that we're a piece of shit, you know what we're going to do? We're going to act like a piece of shit. And then we're yeah. going to continue to, to live in this realm of being a piece of shit. Yeah. And it's not until like, like you pointed out and you, and you demonstrate it's not until you, you truly make yourself vulnerable, make yourself naked to the truth and the truth that, that you're after and the truth of where you're at right now, that you're really able to uncover and get rid of those bullshit stories that you are a piece of shit. And, and it's interesting that you went from, you were telling yourself to, that you're a piece of shit to now you're courageous and interesting how that, that shift and, and the, the bridge to get there was vulnerability, which sounds so incredibly crazy it sounds asinine and you and i both i mean we've shared in these moments intimately at the at the at our our lowest of lows and having to uncover this stuff that to rid yourself of those stories you have to you have to literally expose every bit of yourself and be vulnerable to the truth and to what you want without question with and, and that sounds it sounds so incredibly backwards where you think oh no you have to be courageous you have to stand and rise above it no you have to bring yourself to it yeah. to then get over it and that's and again i just i hope everybody's able to notice and to see the story of going from a piece of shit to now courageous yeah and the that that gap was bridged by vulnerability i mean that's a that's a huge takeaway yeah. i think right there and, and, and again, you don't understand that until you do it. Yeah. So everybody out there is facing some type, has a story or some type of fear or whatever it might be that is keeping them from their truth. And I'm telling you guys right now, if you don't see it and if you don't try vulnerability, that being truthful and honest about where you're at and where you want to be, you will, you're always going to struggle to get there. And yeah. those, those stories will continue to perpetuate. And those negative stories that you tell yourself, those, you'll continue to live those. Yeah. I mean, until you're willing to be vulnerable, you're, you're a prisoner to your own circumstance. Yep. I mean, in this process, you know, it, 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 the, tra the tragedy is it had to come at extreme hurt and pain to my wife. But the freedom that I felt in this process, the liberation that I felt to be able to get this stuff off of me, to get it out there, to put it in a room. You know, I, I, I went to, to meetings daily uh, at that time, um, I couldn't wait to get there. I couldn't wait to share what was going on. I couldn't wait to hear other men share about the stuff that they were doing 
not 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 in a way to brag, but in a way that this is this is who I was. This is what happened, and this is where I'm at now. And the power and the freedom in doing that was life changing. It, it it was to a point. The reason that I'm completely transparent with my wife is because it feels really good to be completely transparent with my wife. That there is no secret, there is no stone unturned, there is no skeleton in a closet, and that is a, a liberating feeling. So I, I've got a question for you. I know you know we this has been really about your your journey with Nina on this, but how many how many times have you seen? since you know you've you've been on this path with the next 90 and um and and really true truly accepting vulnerability how many in the other different areas of your life of your life you know your body being balanced business um how truthful and how vulnerable do you find yourself in those areas because we're talking about balance right now but in those other areas of your being your business and your body how have you seen transformation in that in those areas mm -hmm. by being vulnerable well the one that's a challenge is, at least for me, is the business side, right? We have to we have to posture and we have to come across like we're experts or, or whatever it is in your in your vocation in your career, and that's one that's been uh, I've been more resistant to. You know, this this is the most transparent I've been in that realm mm -hmm. because I you know I have I have colleagues that know me and I you know part of my management style is to is to manage people not not the careers that they're in, their roles. So my people know me, they know my family, they know uh, they know my story. Uh, not, not to this extent, but they're- I, <laughs> They do now. <laughs> yeah, they do now. Um, and, and I'm okay with that. And I, and I trust, like I said, that, that that's gonna work out. But, um, so I'm, I'm, I'm entering into that space now. And I've seen it through Nick. I mean, Nick has shared that. Nick Long, who, who's how, how Bill and I met mm -hmm. um, through the Next 90 program. He, he's put it out there in his podcast. And I've seen that be returned to him tenfold in terms of people coming to him, affirming him for what he's doing. Uh, and, so, and so he's reaping the fruits of that honesty and transparency. Yeah, he's got businesses and he's got, you know, people that are his employees and whatnot. And so uh, his example gave me permission to do the same. And so I'm, I'm following in that. And I hope that this gets paid for, that others um, that are listening to this now uh, would hear these stories, would find strength and find the courage and, and would be given permission to be transparent and to be honest, maybe for the first time in their life. And, and another thing to note is, you know, we talked about, it's about progress and not perfection. So here you are, you've made yourself, you've completely stripped everything away with your, with your relationship and your relationship with Nina and your balance. And that has started to trickle down, trickle its way into all the other areas of your life. I mean, you're, you're in the best shape of your life right yes. now. You know, you're more connected with God than you've ever been. Yep. And now you're starting to, now that's starting to flow into your business. And I think it's important that people know that you, again, you need to take the first step. Yep. It's that first step. And there might be an area that, that people see in their life that this is the biggest area. I mean, we can all look at our lives and, and think of all the problems that we have and all the areas that we need to fix, but it just starts with the one. Yeah. It starts with that one. And for you clearly it was the voice was telling you that it's with your it's in your relationship with yep. nina and so that might not be the same for everybody else but it's really about taking that first step of vulnerability yeah. to really finding truth honesty and the, the the another fruit of it is is the power yeah the power to be the person that you know you have inside you but you're not living outwardly yeah. so well a big thing you mentioned you know for me for me it was about 
alignment right now everything mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, the, the word alignment is coming up and, and it's this came from the question i posed to you about how, what, what do you see in me as as my mm-hmm. values and purpose i, I have an idea I want to see what the people closest to me think mm-hmm. and, and, aren't, and is that aligned or are there things in there that pop up? If I say I want to build trust with my wife, yet I'm not having this conversation that we've agreed to have, those are, that's a misalignment. Mm-hmm. So I either need to be honest with myself that I don't want to build trust with my wife or be honest with myself that I messed up and that needs to change. Same thing in my body, right? So I want to, I want to look good, yet I would eat whatever at the office without thinking about it so those do that misalignment if i really want to have a a healthy inside and out i need to think about everything that i eat everything that i drink that's why i get organic coffee now (laughs) not the starbucks toxin starbucks apparently is not good enough (laughs) you know my wife is all about that so but it's true i want to put in this body what's going to produce healthy results because that's a value of mine and if i don't then there's misalignment and mm-hmm. I'm not going to get that value or that's not what I want. So that, and the same thing in, 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 in balance, right? With family, if vacations are important, if I want to have a great relationship with my kids and I didn't, and I never take a vacation with them, that's misalignment. Mm-hmm. And so now we were committed to a spring break trip and a summer trip and maybe, maybe some additional, you know, long weekends, but I've, I've had to carve out budget for that. It's not, it's not cheap. I've got three kids now. And so, you know, and my daughter comes on some, she doesn't come on others, but still there's at least four, sometimes five of us going on a vacation. But my value is, is to build uh, a legacy with my children, my posterity. And so if I, if my actions don't align with that, then something's got to give, something's not right. And so all of this about, you know, what are the things that we do that we don't like it, question it? Is it, is, is the value that you say that you want? Is that true? Bottom line, is that true? Would other people say that's true? That you value family time, that you value your faith, that you value your body? They'll tell you, your friends will tell you yes or no. Mm-hmm. And if it's, if it's whatever that result is, again, rigorous honesty. Let's not lie to ourselves anymore. Let's not tell ourselves, yeah, I care about raising, you know, having, having a connected family, but I just don't have the money to, to do a vacation. I care about being in good shape, but I, I love cookies too much. I mean, whatever it is. Let's, let's be honest with ourselves and not posture and not put up a show for, for what purpose? Wow. So that was, we should just drop the mic, but it's on the little stand right here. <laughs> so there was a lot, there's so much there and uh, I understand and I see exactly what you're saying because I've adopted this lifestyle as well and this truth and honesty and vulnerability, but not everybody is in that same spot as us. Right. So I'm, I sit here and I think, okay, well, what is, what is something that people can do right now that they might be able to take away from not only your share, but also what you just unpacked right there about, about living the truth to take those steps. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. What do you think? You know, my one thing, two, two things come to mind. First of all, if you're in a relationship with somebody and there are things that you're doing that that you're either lying to your partner about or just omitting altogether, mm-hmm. that's a that's a misalignment. There's something wrong there. That relation that that will be a, that pressure right of that lie or that omission will develop into a crack that will spread and grow and widen potentially to the point of of beyond repair. All right, I mean that's that's what 
cracks do. They'll grow and they'll fester. So if there are things you're doing that you're either lying or omitting, then you need to have an honest conversation with yourself. Either stop doing what it is you're doing if you value that relationship or be honest with yourself that you don't value this relationship as much as you think and and make make a shift for you and for the other person. Well, that's uh, we didn't talk about this ahead of time, but that is a great transition for me into my into my story and to my experience when it comes to I don't know, um, you know, living the lie. So, um, you know, my my former wife, we were we were together we were high school friends. There was a group of us. We were in high school friends, and she and I were, remained friends through college. And it wasn't until her senior year, my junior year of college, that we started dating. And we dated for seven years before we got married, and we were engaged for one. And it was during our first year of marriage, right around our first year anniversary, first year anniversary, that I find, found out that she was having an affair, and. This had, this had taken place when we were engaged and carried through um, to our first year. And um, and it just, it ripped, uh, you know, it's interesting because I'm, I'm, I'm on both sides of the fence where I was the one that was cheated on and then I was the one that cheated, you know. Um, but I remember at this time, and you, you said that, you know, it felt like I was ripping Nina's heart out. And I, that literally took me back to that place where I was. And I can, I can picture the moment. I know where I was sitting. I know I can see the room. Um, and I remember that feeling and it is truly gut wrenching and like the, the, a kick in the nuts, the, the gut and the throat all at the same time and literally takes the life out of you. It just takes the life out of you. And I remember that moment and I remember, I remember not too long after that stewing in that, like what, and, and I had sat her down and said, okay, what can I do to make sure you're never in this spot ever again? And I wrote down front and back five pages of things that I can do to make sure she's never in this spot. And I internalized so much of that, so much of that. And, and, you know, and looking back, I still think that was the right response because, uh, you know, I'd committed in, in, to her and to God that this was going to be the person I'm with for the rest of my life. But you mentioned that crack, you talked about the cracks and there was a crack right there that I didn't, that I didn't address. And for the longest time I had said, I need to forget. And that, and looking back right now and everything's fallen into place, that was the crack. And it wasn't the crack. The crack was thinking I needed to forget, but what it really was is I needed to forgive. I needed to truly forgive her. She needed to, to, to forgive herself and I needed to forgive me because you know at the end of the day these were decisions that that there was a decision that she had made and you know we can we can all point to extenuating circumstances that caused this or whatever but at the end of the day like you and I both made the decision to go outside of our marriages on our own mm -hmm. like we had that choice and you know in in recognizing that I used again I used the wrong f word instead of for forget I needed to forgive and, and forgive myself and I carried that for so long and that just that that crack turned into a divide and then it turned into the freaking Grand Canyon and before you know it your your roommates and there's 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 no intimacy there's no connection and it's just it's just a shell of what it should be and I don't know if it could have been repaired at that time 
I mean, you and Nina are a great example of what it takes. I, I mean, you said you waited years, you know, it took yeah. years. Um, so I don't know if it could have been repaired there, but, um, I mean, again, you talk about that crack and it, I've experienced that firsthand, firsthand. And there are cracks in every relationship. Sure. Every relationship has its cracks. It's, it's, you know, it's going back and recognizing what the crack is and not letting that turn into a fault. You yeah. Know? <laughs> like, yeah. And whether, and whether or not, you know, this, uh, you know, moves your relationship forward or ends it. Exactly. I mean, that, that's both of those are potential realities. Yep. But even with that, you still have to start with being honest with yourself yep. because if you don't, you're, you're not going to have either. All right. You're going to be in this place where you're just kind of two ships, roommates, as you called it, that, and, and neither one of you are feeling fulfillment. Neither one of you are getting what you need to have a, a healthy relationship. And so, you know, things, things are going to come left and right. And so it's either be honest with yourself so that you can either get to that place that you want. And, and, and by the grace of God, Nina and I are, are in that trajectory. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of that's because of my character. A lot of it's because of her character. Um, but even if that were not the case, this was still something that needed to be done for myself to be honest with myself so that I could have some, some mental health and mm-hmm. peace and clarity and understanding of, of my strengths and weaknesses and character and all that kind of stuff. And to give this relationship a chance at being something great. And, and, and like I said, it may not work out and, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's, it's, it, it's the reality of things. Okay. And so you know, for me, I went to uh, a therapist weekly. I had a pastoral counselor weekly. I went to 12 steps meetings uh, daily in the beginning. Um, I had an accountability brother that I still talk to weekly. Um, I had a whole team in place for me to make sure that I was on the right path. Nina had a similar thing in her life that she was dealing on her own. We eventually got to uh, the same office. We were doing separate counseling that moved into joint counseling together. Mm-hmm. We did that for about a year. And now we're at a place where, you know, date, date nights is our counseling, right? So we don't go to a, a counselor specifically anymore. Uh, not that we don't think they're great, but you know, we've come through a lot. We, we kind of know when things are going off the rails, like last week. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there needs to be a course correct there. I don't, I don't need to pay a counselor to tell me that. <laughs> um, but you know, not that that's bad, but we're at a place now we've got open communication. She's free, she's free to tell me you, you lost trust with me right now. And, and I'm like, I, I understand I got some work to do. And so I'm going to do that work. So, you know, fortunately we're, we're at a place that, that this has been, this has been a gift for us, but, uh, that's not a promise to anybody, but what is a promise is if you are honest with yourself and if you look at what you want in life and what you're doing, are, are those aligned? If you can get those in alignment, your life will be much better. It's, it's bottom line. Wow. Well, Yes. <laughs> yes. So I know. Speechless. I'm kind of speechless myself. I mean, I didn't know where this was going to go. I had no idea where this was going to go, but I think, you know, I hope that, that people out there listening are, are able to take the gifts, the gift that the multiple gifts that came here. But, you know, again, for me, you're, you're talking about, um, you know, making sure that things are in line. The, the alignment is yeah. the word that, that keeps coming up. And, and for me, it's, you know, the, the takeaway that I'm getting from this is, is, is vulnerability yeah. and that power of vulnerability, which is this, some of the scariest places, the scariest place to go. Um, because like you said, you are naked, you are exposed yeah. and there's, there's 
fear and unknown in that of what are people going to say? What are they going to do? How are, how are they going to look at me? But it's in that vulnerability that true power can be experienced. And, and you can finally start to ditch the, the bullshit lies and the stories and the labels that we carry for so long. It doesn't serve you. I mean, that, that's what kept me stuck for so long. And exactly. Just, even even the, the admission uh, that I'm a sex addict, that's a label. Mm-hmm. Now, of late, I've chosen not to, not to have that label define me. All right. And so I've shifted in that where it's, uh, I, I'm, I'm a man who has strengths and weaknesses. I, I know who I am as an individual. Um, I know my, my weaknesses where I, where I'm vulnerable. And so now I, I, I play to that, right? I've got people that I check mm-hmm. in with. I've got, uh, you know, things that I do to make sure that I'm accountable to my actions. And so, uh, if it's a label that doesn't serve me, I don't want to wear it around my neck and I won't. I just, I just won't. And so, uh, but we need to be careful on how we speak to ourselves. The, you know, the topic of this that we talked about is agreements we make. Yep. Whatever, what, what agreements are you making in your life that are not serving you? Well, if I do this, then so-and-so. Well, you don't know that. You know, that, that's an agreement that you're making. That's a potential lie that you're choosing to agree with. And, you know, we just need to be honest with ourselves. Stop making these agreements. Align our, 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 our intentions with our actions and the, the power of transparency, the power of vulnerability. That comes from it. And I, uh, yeah, I, last point for me, you, you mentioned um, the stories and the, the conversations that we have with ourselves. I just finished reading this great book. If anybody's out there, it's Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. And um, this kind of plays into what Nick says all the time, that the greatest scripture you'll ever write comes from your own hand. Um, David said in his book, the best and worst conversations you'll ever have are with yourself. Yeah. And how, how, how many people out there can look at themselves and, or just to stop and pause in their day and hear all of the negative conversations mm-hmm. that they have with themselves. I mean, I know I was there. I still fight that to this day. Yep. Um, but it's not until you shift that mindset that, that those conversations and, and there's a good in everything yep. there. Sure. You went through hell and back with your wife and you say, that's a good thing. Yep. I went there. I've, I can, I can attest to that as well. Having, you know, the, the experience I had in my marriage, it was, that was the worst, some of the worst times in my life, but it's such a blessing to be on the other end of that Amen. and to have the, the clarity and, and just the, the life that I'm living right now. So, um, just, you know, the last point is just be very mindful of the conversations that you have with yourself because yeah. it's so easy to go down that rabbit hole. And if you, if you tell yourself you are something, well, you know, it's going to happen. You're going to become yep. that. So if you're a piece of shit, you're going to be a piece of shit. If you're a man of honor, courage, and integrity, you know what you're going to do? You're going to align yourself yep. to that man and yep. everything will follow. Absolutely. Dude, thanks so much for being here. Dude. <laughs> I'm honored to share this with yeah. you. I told you this is. I'm honored to be here with you in this moment. Well, if you um, if you want to reach out uh, to us, you can find us on Instagram at uh, the Daily War is our podcast or our Instagram uh, home there, the Daily War. You can find uh, you can direct message us there, or each of us. I put our personal Instagrams on there, so if you want to hit us up individually, you can find us there on Instagram. Thank you guys for listening. Um, you know, Bill and I find power, freedom, and tremendous personal growth in sharing our stories. So unfiltered uh, in full truth and transparency. Um, May what you hear give you the strength and courage to do the same. So until next time, fight the good fight, and thanks for listening to the Daily War Podcast.